Hey everyone. If you're listening to this, you probably know who I am, or you follow my sports Twitter account, at HFTBets. Well, I'm making a little impromptu podcast today. I've never made a podcast before, but I figured this would be the best medium for me to get all of my analysis out for the first round of the NCAA March Madness Tournament that's starting this Thursday, if you don't count the play-in games. Selection Sunday was yesterday, and instead of me putting all my picks out on Twitter, I figured it'd be better if I started this little podcast, and going forward, I might do a lot of my sports analysis on this podcast. So whether it's NCAA March Madness, or the upcoming baseball season, the football season next year, college and pro, it's a better way for me to get the information out. And I look at sports from a little bit of a different perspective. I look a lot at the fundamentals of the team, the history that they have, but I also look at the sports betting lines and analyze where the money is and how that might be an indicator of what teams may or may not win. So if you're looking to fill your bracket out and have a little bit of a different perspective in doing so, hopefully I can give you a little bit of information that might solve some of the debates that you have in your mind of which teams you have upsetting others and which teams you have getting to the final four. So today I'll be focusing specifically on the four play-in games as well as the first round with an episode of the following rounds and my futures picks of who might get to the final four next. So let's get right into it. So it's not one of those four-hour-long podcasts that could be reduced to 30 minutes or uh, 45-minute-long podcasts that can be reduced to 10. With the playing games, the first one is Indiana and Wyoming. I think Indiana wins this fairly easy. They're favored by four. Um, I think that this is an easy pick. Indiana has been on the money. I mean, they've been fantastic. In the Big Ten tournament, uh, they had a crazy 31-9 to run which helped them beat Michigan and have a huge comeback in the second half in the last 10 minutes. Indiana is a very well-coached team. They have a baller in Xavier Johnson, and I just don't think the Mountain West is any good, and Wyoming fits the bill there. So I have Indiana winning this game pretty easy. Uh, the next one is the Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Texas Southern game. Texas Southern favored by 3.5. I actually have A&M uh, Corpus Christi upsetting uh, Texas Southern, and so they'll move on, but these 16 seeds don't really matter. They all lose anyways. Um, the next one is Bryant and Wright State. Uh, I have uh, Wright State winning. They're favored by three. Um, I think it'll be a close game, but like I said, these 16 seeds don't really matter. And then I've got Notre Dame and Rutgers. Uh, the pick will be Notre Dame. They're favored by one, and the reason why is because I think Notre Dame has gotten a bad rep. Uh, I'm shocked that they weren't ever ranked during the season. They beat Kentucky very early on. They beat Duke. Um, and they had 15 conference wins in the ACC. A lot of people are saying the ACC is down. But if you look at Notre Dame's history, I mean, they've beaten some really good teams. They beat UNC. Um, they had a, you know, a, a bad loss in the ACC tournament to Virginia Tech. It was at least close. Um, and Virginia Tech had that giant run where they won the ACC tournament. So I don't know why they... S- still haven't looked favorably on Notre Dame when they've been winning good games and winning them convincingly. So Notre Dame is probably going to beat Rutgers here, even though Rutgers has been playing really well. But again, these playing games won't matter too much. So let's move right into the West Conference. Um, The West region has, uh, for the first game, Gonzaga versus Georgia State. Gonzaga is favored here by 23 points. And I mean, they just blow them out of the water. I don't think this is going to be close. Gonzaga is going to win 30, 40 points. Typically in the NCAA tournament, every time they've been a one seed, 
they murder, and I mean murder, the first team that they play. I think you're not going to see anything different from here. I mean, Georgia State's lucky to be in this field. I, I mean, they're not a good basketball team in the slightest. Uh, they had that one crazy year, maybe five years ago, when they uh, were a 14th seed and upset Baylor as a three seed, but I don't think that they have any anything going for them this time. Uh, the next game, though, is very interesting. Boise State versus Memphis. Memphis, the nine seed, favored by two and a half. Uh, you lay the points here all day long. You take Memphis, they win by 20. Uh, I really, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I think the Mountain Conference is weak. Uh, Boise State doesn't have any out-of-conference wins that are, 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 any, are any good. Um, and Boise just lost to Nevada a week ago. And Nevada's, I mean, a terrible team. I don't even know if they're in that NIT. They're so bad. Uh, so their most impressive win is against San Diego State winning the Mountain West Conference Championship. Uh, and they beat San Diego State by one, scoring 53 points. So uh, not a high-scoring deal. And that's kind of a common theme with a lot of their games. You know, they lost to Colorado State twice during the season. They really don't have anything impressive going on. On the other hand, Memphis has beaten Houston twice. Huge quad one wins. And they beat SMU in the AAC tournament this past week when SMU was getting really hot. Big win streaks, and they were trying to make a run into the NCAA tournament. Memphis killed that momentum. Earlier in the year, Memphis beat Alabama. They beat VTech. And so you got to take Memphis minus two and a half here. I mean, this is not even going to be close. Uh, I think Penny Hardaway has done a great job with the team, even though they had a disappointing loss to Houston in the AAC finals. I think that they win here pretty convincingly. The next game is Kentucky, or sorry, Connecticut versus New Mexico State. Um, Connecticut is the five seed, and this is the most common, most popular right now upset to occur. Uh, from what I've gathered, and they, the confidence on New Mexico State is really uh, surprising to me. Connecticut's favored here by six and a half, um, and you know UConn does what UConn does best, and that is they win games that matter. They have a lot of really good quad one wins, um, and you know they've beaten a lot of really good teams. New Mexico State hasn't. The only good win they have is Washington State, and they won by three points. They beat early, you know, Davidson a little bit earlier in the season, but you know this was before Davidson had all of its pieces together, so I don't really count that. But the line seems pretty close. I mean, six and a half, I think UConn should be favored here by a lot more. But I, my assumption is because UConn is good on defense, and you know they're not necessarily the best scorers, that they're just playing this line conservative. But I definitely believe UConn wins. I'm not going to say by more than six and a half, but they definitely win this game. The next one, though, this is where the upset alert happens. Uh, I think that Vermont is a, a good team to be going up against Arkansas. Arkansas is only favored by four and a half points here, uh, which is fairly low. Arkansas probably wins this game, but Vermont plays a lot like Colgate. And if you watched the tournament last year, you know Arkansas almost lost to Colgate last year. Um, plus, Vermont won their conference final by like 40 points. So they're going to come in with a lot of confidence. They had a close game early in the season to Providence. I think Vermont is is likely to cover this spread of four and a half. I don't know if they win outright. So if you're looking to have some sort of upset on the on the calendar, then you should have Vermont be the 13 seed upsetting the four seed. I think this one is a lot more uh, possible than some of the other ones. So this would be where I would have the upset. I personally, my bracket will not have that. I think Arkansas's defense is elite, but I don't know that um, they are going to win by four and a half points. So this one's going to be more of a coin flip game, in my opinion. The next game is Alabama as the sixth seed playing against Notre Dame or Rutgers, whoever wins the play-in. And I've got Alabama losing here regardless. 
I think Notre Dame and Rutgers are both fantastic teams. I think Alabama is extremely overrated. They're very inconsistent. Yes, they beat Gonzaga earlier in the year. Yes, they've beaten some other good teams. But they were ranked, I don't know how they get, I mean, they've just been ranked all year round, even though they had like 11 losses. They were 19 and 10 at one point where they were ranked, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense because they're not consistent. They had an embarrassing loss to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament this past week. I just don't see Alabama really showing up well for this game, especially against two teams that have pretty good perimeter defenses. Um, I think Rutgers has held uh, held its own and beaten some some Giants because of their perimeter defense, uh, especially when they're playing at home. But Alabama relies on that three ball. I mean, if, if Nate Oates is playing the, the stats game, he's going to be shooting lots of threes. Um, he's going to be you know making sure that his guys are shooting only threes uh, and you know or you know or getting in the paint or whatever. But I, I think that regardless, they lose this game. So I give uh, Alabama no shot here. But the next game, Texas Tech and uh, Montana State, you got Texas Tech minus 15 and a half. I truly think they are the real deal. Texas Tech, I was surprised, did not uh, win the Big 12 championship. However, they've shown that they're legit. They've beaten some really good teams throughout the season, and they've got a lot going for them. They have their team is, you know, a new coach. They had a, a sad leave when, when Chris Beard went to Texas, and I think a lot of their players are playing with a lot of fire because of that. They're trying to prove something, and you know it's a lot of older guys. So I think that Texas Tech has a really good shot of winning this whole thing, um, but they definitely have a good shot of beating Montana State. Um, so take Texas Tech, and I actually think they cover the 15.5 too. Next game is Michigan State versus Davidson. And this is going to be a very popular upset pick, and I think that's for good reason. I think Davidson definitely wins this game. Um, I don't believe in Michigan State. They've lost a lot in February and March. Very inconsistent. I mean, their best wins have been against Maryland, um, and you know Maryland's been kind of on and off. They've had a rough year. They started really hot, uh, I guess high in the rankings. I guess they weren't even really that hot. Started high in the rankings and then fell fast and to the bottom of the Big Ten. But Michigan State has been losing a lot of games, and they've shown they can't win the big ones. Um, the line of, of Michigan State only being favored by one tells you everything. Davidson has you know, not been phenomenal by any means, hasn't had some giant out-of-conference win, but the fact that Michigan State's only favored by one really is begging you to take Michigan State, which means you take Davidson. Davidson had a very disappointing loss against Richmond in the A-10 finals, where, I mean, they lost it basically in the last seconds, with a three-point shot that should have never made it. Um, so Davidson's going to be playing very pissed, and they're definitely going to come out swinging. You know, Michigan State's averaging points in the 60s. Davidson's averaging in the 70s. I think you see a score like 74, 63, or something like that. I don't think that Michigan State's winning this game. Next one, though, Duke, favored by 18.5 against C.S. Fullerton. Uh, not even worth talking about. Duke wins this game by 40 points. So going on to the South Conference, uh, you got Arizona versus one of the play-ins. Um, again, not worth talking about. Arizona wins this game big time. Um, the next one, though, TCU versus Seton Hall. Um, my mind is telling me Seton Hall. I've been very high on Seton Hall the whole season. Uh, you know, they've been very good to me. They beat Michigan very early on, um, but they've kind of lost their consistency later on down the road and uh, kind of fell off in the Big East tournament. So I'm not as confident in them anymore. While TCU has done the opposite where, you know, they beat Kansas at home, which is, you know, a big accomplishment for them. And, you know, they beat Texas in the Big 12 tournament. 
which was a giant comeback, uh, just like the Indiana comeback that happened as well. So I think TCU, they're giant killers. They're winning games that matter. And they're a very physical team with Bishop up front. I think that they win this game. Um, I'm not saying they go far, but TCU can definitely beat Seton Hall. And so I'm going to take them. Next game is Houston and UAB. And UB is getting a lot of attention. This jelly guy apparently is just an absolute stud uh, and fun to watch. But I don't think they can beat Houston. You know, they go into triple overtime in their conference final um, and, you know, win 102 to 98 or something like that. You know, if you're playing guys in your own conference, that's fine. But when you move to the next caliber with Houston, I just don't see them being able to win this. Houston's favored by eight and a half. and, you know, they demolished Memphis in the final of the AAC tournament. I think they've found what they needed. They've got the pieces moving. you got to take Houston. Next one I've got, Illinois and Chattanooga. Uh, Illinois has been extremely inconsistent, which makes me worry. Um, I feel like 7.5 points is a little too easy, considering it's Chattanooga. So I'm going to say that you know, Chattanooga covers the spread, but I don't think they win. I think Illinois wins by 5 here, maybe has a little bit of a scare. But Chattanooga's just not ready for the next level teams. I mean, they haven't played anybody serious. I don't think that um, they're ready for Kofi Coburn to be uh, up in the paint all over their defense. I just don't think that they can handle it. But I don't think Illinois gets off easy here. Next one is uh, Michigan versus Colorado State. And I'm going to go back to what I said before about the Mountain West being a terrible division. Um, Colorado State has zero marquee wins. They lost to San Diego State by 30 points earlier in the season. They lost to UNLV, Las Vegas by 20, and lost to them again. I mean, two losses to UNLV is just outright embarrassing. This is not the 90s UNLV. This is 2022 UNLV that barely gets wins. I mean, Colorado State's best win is against St. Mary's, which, yes, you know, they beat Gonzaga, but, you know, St. Mary's is nothing to brag about. Whereas Michigan has kind of found something. You know, they should have beaten Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. You know, they were up by 20, and then Indiana makes their big 31-9 run. They beat Ohio State a couple weeks ago. They beat Michigan State a couple weeks ago. They beat Rutgers. So I think that the line is telling you that Michigan should win. They're favored by 2.5 as the 11 seed. Take Michigan here. They're definitely going to beat Colorado State. It's not going to be close. Next one is Tennessee versus Lawnwood. Tennessee favored by 17. This is an easy game. I think Tennessee is the real deal. They won the SEC championship. They've had really good wins throughout the season. I think they've clicked. They've found their thing. Uh, they've got awesome players. And their coach, you know, Barnes has just done a fantastic job with those guys. So uh, I'm taking Tennessee. I have them winning the whole thing. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Next one is Ohio State versus Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago is favored by one. Um, and that line tells you everything you need to know. There is zero chance Ohio State wins this game. I I truly don't believe Ohio State can win this game. They've been very inconsistent, and they have a history of flops. You look at last year when they lost to the 15-seed Oral Roberts as a two-seed. I think you're going to get something just like that this year. I mean, they've been riddled. They've got injuries. Uh, EJ Liddell, if you're trying to put the game on his back, I don't think he's the guy to do it. Um, I think he, you know, he's going to be a choke artist here. I don't think Loyola Chicago uh, is necessarily a phenomenal team by any means. They've lost, you know, some some bad games in, in the Missouri Valley Conference, but I don't think that Ohio State is ready to roll. Um, I, I'd be very careful if you're picking Ohio State. Loyola Chicago's favored here as a 10 seed. I'm taking them. 
Next one is Villanova and Delaware. I think Villanova wins this game. I don't think they cover the 15 and a half spread, but they definitely beat Delaware. I mean, there's hardly a debate about that. Moving on to the Midwest Conference, you got the first seed, Kansas, playing against another play-in. Um, 16 seed absolutely has no chance. Um, but the next game, San Diego State and Creighton, this one has, has my mind boggled. Um, yes, the Mountain West is not a good conference. San Diego State being favored by two and a half. But against Creighton, of all teams, this just seems very, I mean, this is disrespectful. I mean, Creighton beat Providence by 30 points in the Big East tournament. And Providence was a top 10 team at the time. They had a close game with Villanova in the finals of the Big East tournament, almost won it. So I don't know if this is just a giant miscalculation by, by the committee and everybody to have the Mountain West be some good conference, which it's not. But San Diego has zero good wins, like absolutely no good wins, whereas Creighton has beaten a lot of quad one teams. So, I mean, my, my first sight is saying take Creighton. But at the same time, you know, like if I'm a gambler, and I see this line that makes no sense. I'm probably taking San Diego State, but I'm going to take Creighton. I, I, I truly believe they're a good team. I think they're going to pull it out and figure something out for this for this game. So take Creighton, uh, which will be another nine seed beating an eight seed. The next game is Iowa versus Richmond. And Iowa's favored by 10 and a half here. This is a very easy pick. Iowa wins by probably 20 points against Richmond. Richmond has no business being in this tournament. They are lucky to be in this tournament. The only reason they are is because they got a three-point shot at the end of the A-10 championship, which got them in uh, because Davidson couldn't finish the job. So, I mean, Richmond, you know, you got a feel for them. They've worked really hard over the season. Uh, they were top 25 last year at one point. They were top 25, I think, at this year at one point. Um, you know, it's an awesome team, fun team to watch. But I was just on a whole nother level. Winning the Big Ten championship showed that they can basically beat anybody. So taking Iowa here, taking them big. I think they make a good run in the tournament. The next game, Providence and South Dakota State. This is a huge upset alert. If you're looking for a four seed to lose to a 13 seed, take South Dakota State. Providence is favored by two points. It tells you everything. Now, yes, Providence lost by 30 points to Creighton in the Big East tournament, and maybe that has something to play with it. But they've got a little bit of an injury problem. You know, A.J. Reeves is questionable. Um, and I'm a, I'm the biggest Ed Cooley and Providence supporter there is. So I want nothing more than Providence to make a good run because I think it's an awesome story. And I think they've been disrespected the entire season, but the fact that South Dakota state is only an underdog by two points means you got to take them for this upset. South Dakota state beat Nevada earlier in the season by 30 points, not saying Nevada's good, but beating a big, you know, conference, you know, player like Nevada, I think that by 30, that's good. And they also beat Washington state. So beating a Pac-12 team is also not bad. Next game is LSU and Iowa State. LSU favored by four. Uh, I think this is a little bit of a confusing line. Uh, the coach got fired, Will Wade, and now their assistant's stepping in. So I, I think maybe the fact they're still favored says something about the team as a whole and their you know respect for the assistant coach. But they have great wins. You know They beat Kentucky in the season. They beat Tennessee in the season. Um, and I think that the reason you're going to pick LSU is not necessarily because LSU is good, but because of how bad Iowa State is. Iowa State is on a three-game losing streak where they scored 36 points against Oklahoma State and 41 points against Texas Tech. The last two wins they have are Kansas State, which they won by one point, and West Virginia, which they won by two points. They also lost to both of those teams earlier in the season. So Iowa State being in this tournament, one, makes no sense to me. 
But two, the fact that they can't beat these teams that are awful, bottom of the Big 12 by good margins, shows you Iowa State just doesn't have what it takes. So LSU is going to win this game. They're going to win it by double digits probably. Next game is Wisconsin versus Colgate. Wisconsin's favored by seven and a half here. Uh, Colgate had a nice little story last season uh, where they were, you know, able to put it to to Arkansas for a good while. But Wisconsin's on a whole other level. Um, I truly think they're really good. I think they got unlucky uh, in the Big Big Ten champion or the, the conference final conference tournament. So I'm taking Wisconsin here. I think that they'll make a decent run in the tournament. Next game is USC and Miami, and there's only one thing to say. It's all about the U. This line doesn't make sense. USC is favored by one and a half points. That means with one of the best players in the league, Mobley, and you know doing decently in the Pac-12, USC is only favored by one and a half against the quote-unquote terrible ACC. I don't know about that. USC has been very inconsistent. They have a poor record against good teams, whereas Miami has beaten Duke, has showed they can hang against any team, and has beaten, got close to beating Duke in the ACC tournament. They beat UNC by 30 points earlier in the season. You got to take, it's all about the U. You're taking the U here. The next one is Auburn and Jacksonville State. Um, you're not going to take Auburn because they're good. You're going to take Jacksonville, or you're going to take Auburn because Jacksonville State's awful. Um, they're favored by 15 and a half. I don't think they cover it necessarily, but they definitely, they definitely win the game. And then on to the final region. We've got the East. First game is Baylor versus Norfolk State. Obviously, Baylor wins this game, but they're favored by 21 points. I think that's a lot. So if you're a gambling person, definitely get Norfolk State to cover. Baylor's been riddled with injuries. They don't, they're don't. they not really a high-scoring team. They're mainly better on their defensive side. I mean, they could probably hold Norfolk to maybe 50, 60-ish points, but they won't score more than 70. So I, maybe no more than 80. So I, I, I would say Baylor doesn't cover, but they definitely win the game. The next one is North Carolina versus Marquette. I'll preface this that I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a UNC guy. And so I'm picking them, but it's not out of emotion. UNC has won 12 of their last 15. They had a rough rough match against VTech in the ACC tournament. But I think Virginia Tech was just playing out of their minds. I don't think they win that game regardless of how they play. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they beat Marquette here. Marquette had a phenomenal start this season. Shaka Smart has proven he's a good coach. My problem is, is later they've fallen, they've fallen off. Uh, Marquette had a good tw- you know, top 25 run at the start. They started losing games they shouldn't have lost. Um, you know, They were kind of beating themselves up with the, the Big East teams. I think UNC has figured something out where if they just have a decent shooting game, they're going to beat Marquette. So I'm taking UNC here. Take a minus three. Uh, I think that's an easy pick. Next one is St. Mary's, and then they're going to be playing the play-in of Indiana versus Wyoming. I think regardless, St. Mary's loses. What Wyoming has for it is a good defense, and St. Mary's offense is terrible. I mean, they could probably hold St. Mary's to less than 60 points, Um, whereas Indiana is just a way better team than all three of them, or the other two. So I I take Indiana here um, to beat St. Mary's pretty easily. Um, I think that Indiana will make a good run. Next game is UCLA versus Akron, or Akron, excuse me. And so I take UCLA uh, pretty easy. They're favored by 14 here. No reason they should lose to Akron. Um, and I think they might, they, I don't think they'll have a run. I think they're going to get beat out by Indiana if they play, but I, I think that they at least will show 
show well against Akron. Next game, Texas versus Virginia Tech. Uh, I think this is another big upset. I think I wouldn't call it big. Texas is only favored by one point. But having the 11 seed beat the 6 seed, I think Virginia Tech is on a, uh, on a roll. I think that they're being well coached. Um, they can beat anybody. And they proved that through the ACC tournament. Double-digit win against Duke is a very difficult thing to do. Um, and so I'm going to take Virginia Tech over Texas. I think they make a good uh, a good showing here. And Texas has just been very inconsistent. They've lost a lot of games recently. They've kept some close, but losing to TCU after being up so much just shows they're not ready. They're not ready to win. So... Next game is Purdue versus Yale. I have Purdue winning this pretty easily. Uh, this is really the end for Yale. They had the magnum, their magnum opus uh, by beating Princeton uh, in the Ivy League final. I just don't think that they're ready to play in the NCAA tournament. This is kind of a fluke win against uh, Princeton. You know, the Ivy League has been off. Um, you know, they didn't play last season. So definitely take Purdue. I'm taking them minus 15 and a half as well. Um, I think they probably win by 30 points. Next game is Murray State and San Francisco. This is probably the most controversial game that's going to be debated. Uh, The line opened and San Francisco was favored by one and a half. Now Murray State is favored by one and a half. My only problem with this game is that um, a lot of this hinges on Murray State having a good record, right? 30 and two. But who have they played? If you look at their entire schedule, they have one decent win against Memphis in the second week of college basketball. Memphis at that point hadn't had all of their pieces together, and they've been on a much better role this later in the, later in the season. So winning against Memphis by two points, I don't think is all that impressive in week two. San Francisco, on the other hand, has a decent schedule where they've kept games close and won decent games. They keep it close with Gonzaga both times they play them. They beat BYU, they beat UAB, they beat Davidson at their height. I'm thinking San Francisco wins this game outright. I think they upset Murray State here and break a lot of brackets. So I'm going to take San Francisco here. Next one is Kentucky and St. Peter's. Uh, I don't even think it's worth talking about it. Kentucky wins this game pretty easy. And that's all I've got for the round one analysis for the March Madness tournament. Hopefully this helps you fill out some of your brackets. If you liked the episode and wanted me to give more comments on, you know, for example, the over-unders, which I all I look at all the time as well, um, I can add those into the future. Just leave a comment. Um, basically, tell me what you want to hear, and I'd be more than happy to look into it and explain and give my my view on it. And uh, hopefully, there's a lot of interaction with with this and a conversation that starts. And I'll come out with another episode uh, tomorrow where I'll try my best to give you a futures pick so that you can fill out further into your bracket before Thursday starts. It's that time of year. Best of luck to your teams. Best of luck to your brackets. And I'll see you next time.